This is AutoLine Daily, the show that is dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Well, here's the latest news on the auto industry's battle with the coronavirus. And it looks like Borg Warner may drop out of that deal to buy Delphi because Delphi just tapped out a $500 million line of credit without telling Borg Warner about it. Delphi says that Borg maliciously withheld consent, but Borg says that Delphi actually breached their agreement. Obviously, Delphi needs the money, but Borg Warner did not want to be going into a deal that all of a sudden included another half a billion dollars in debt. But at least there's another merger that looks like it's still going to go through. Reports out of Europe say PSA is still on track to buy FCA. Publicly, at least, Fiat Chrysler says it expects the merger of the two automakers to be completed next year. You know, Ford usually makes Mustangs and Lincoln Continentals at its assembly plant in Flat Rock, Michigan. Now it's starting to make respirators. They're working three shifts around the clock using paid UAW volunteers. Ford is partnering with 3M to make the respirators using off-the-shelf parts, like the blower fan that is used to cool the seats on the F-150 pickup. Ford is also partnering with GE Healthcare to make ventilators at its Rossonville plant in Michigan. Production will start on April 20th, and they're going to make 50,000 of these respirators. Meanwhile, GM says it's going to deliver 50,000 masks next week. It's making them at its transmission plant in Warren, Michigan. When they get up to full line speed, they say they're going to be able to make 1.5 million of these masks every month. General Motors collaborated with JR Automation of Holland, Michigan, and SS Automation of Auburn Hills to custom design the machinery that's needed to assemble these masks. And GM says it's actually ahead of schedule. As we reported earlier this week, last week, President Trump blasted GM and Mary Barra for wasting time. But now the president says General Motors is doing a fantastic job. And I say that's good to hear because so many people at General Motors are putting in exhaustive hours to make masks, ventilators, and respirators. You know, speaking of all those face masks that the automakers and the suppliers all around the world are making, are they missing something of a branding opportunity? The masks look so clinical and sterile. Wouldn't people be more likely to wear them if they had cool-looking designs on them? I think that slapping a company logo on it would be crass. But what if the masks incorporated the front-end graphics of someone's favorite car, or at least something that was fun to look at, like the Mustang logo? So what do you think? Do you think it would be cool to put graphics on these masks? And if so, what would your graphic be? Let us know in the comments section. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Enough of the coronavirus for the moment. Let's get to some industry news. Hyundai is establishing a new global innovation hub in Singapore. It's going to focus on developing business ideas and technologies for future mobility solutions. It will also create a smart manufacturing platform, which will be validated through a pilot EV production facility, and that's expected to be completed in 2022. Skoda is starting a new series that will look back at some of its lesser-known historical models, and they're starting with this three-wheel motorcycle. 
the LW by Lauren and Clement. They built this thing from 1905 to 1911. It has a 780cc single-cylinder engine that put out 5 horsepower, or about 3.7 kilowatts. Sales took off because you could start the bike while it was stationary, and that was thanks to an idle hub and clutch and a two-speed gearbox. Back then, they were able to demonstrate how a, a mailman or a post carrier could service 37 mailboxes in only 58 minutes versus two and a half hours that it would take to do this on foot. Today, Skoda says only three examples of these motorcycles survive, including one replacement engine. And you can find more info on the link below. Cupra, C-U-P-R-A, is the performance division of the Spanish automaker Seat. And it is getting set to launch a limited edition version of its Ateca SUV. So it's off to the Swiss Alps for testing. It features a 2-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine that produces nearly 300 horsepower. It's mated to a 7-speed dual-clutch transmission and has all-wheel drive. And get this, it'll do zero to 100 kilometers an hour in only 4.9 seconds. It's got unique exterior highlights, like copper accents on the lettering, the door mirrors and the wheels, which also house 18-inch Brembo brakes in the front, while the interior is more subtle with blue material. Lots of European vehicles are getting plug-in variants to help automakers meet more stringent standards. Volkswagen continues to expand its European line of PHEVs. It just announced that the Arteon and Tiguan will get plug-in powertrains this year. There's no more details, unfortunately, but both models will be offered in the American market. And what do you think of the plug-in versions of the V-dubs that are about to hit the market? Lucid, the EV startup, is delaying production of its electric sedan, the Air. It was set to debut at the New York Auto Show, but that was delayed, of course, due to the coronavirus. And Lucid does not know when it's going to go into production with the air. And i got to tell you, this situation with the coronavirus is going to hurt all of the EV startups. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Well, the Trump administration just made it official. They are rolling back fuel economy standards from the Obama administration. Now automakers have to increase their fuel economy average by 1.5% annually to 2026. Of course, when Trump first proposed his standards, he was going to freeze them altogether. So it's a little bit of surprise that the Trump administration still is pushing automakers to boost their fuel economy. But under the Obama rules... Automakers were required to achieve a 5% annual increase. The EPA and NHTSA say the new standards will lower the cost of new cars by $1,000, but opponents say this is actually going to result in higher fuel costs because if a car doesn't get as good a fuel economy, you're going to pay more for fuel, and they say it's going to hurt air quality. But Volvo is now adopting California standards. And as you'll remember, it's joining Ford, BMW, Honda, and Volkswagen, who also sided with California to boost fuel economy of their fleets to 50 miles per gallon by 2026. 
14 other states are going to follow California's standards. But you know, it's not just the Trump administration. China is doing the exact same thing. Reuters reports that China is probably going to ease quotas for electric cars to help automakers who have been hurt by the coronavirus. China is also considering delaying a new emission rule for six months for the same reason. Bloomberg reports that China is extending EV subsidies for two years to help automakers. Those rebates were supposed to be phased out this year, but with the huge slump in sales, China decided to keep them in place. And you know, there's still a lot of life left in the internal combustion engine. The supplier Mali has developed what it calls jet injection technology, which can improve the fuel efficiency of gasoline engines by up to 20%. I recently interviewed Mike Bunce, the head of powertrain research at Mali, and he explained how it differs from fuel injection. So it's Somewhat similar to that type of concept, it uses uh, what's called a pre-chamber um, technology. Um, for uh, people who are, are familiar with uh, old diesel engines from kind of the early 1900s, uh, pre-chambers should be somewhat familiar. They're used for kind of a different purpose here, but essentially it's a very, very small chamber. We're talking about something that's maybe the size of a thimble. Um, it's only a, a couple of uh, cubic centimeters in volume, very small. And that's kind of where your uh, combustion event starts. So you have a spark plug in there. You have a very small fuel injector as well. So you're kind of burning this very small quantity of fuel and air. That pre-chamber then kind of opens up into the regular cylinder um, that you would have. It's got a, a nozzle. Um, so what happens is these products that are burning in this sort of initial event, they exit out of the pre-chamber uh, as very high-speed jets. Um, it almost kind of looks like, you know, just a series of jets coming out of uh, the top of the uh, top of the roof of the cylinder. Um, and that's what ignites the rest of the contents um, in the uh, main cylinder the same way that a spark plug would normally. So it's kind of cascading uh, different uh, combustion events. And if you want more info about that jet injection, you can watch the entire interview on our website or our YouTube channel. And then be sure to tune in tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern time for AutoLine After Hours. It promises to be an engaging Donnybrook over the way that Tesla manages its financial accounting. We've got Montana Skeptic coming on the show, who has been very skeptical of Tesla, even while the company's stock skyrocketed. And of course, we welcome your questions for this show. You can post them in the comments section. You can tweet them to us at hashtag AutoLine or send an email to viewermail at AutoLine.tv. We're also going to have David Welch from Bloomberg on that show. So join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. And with that, we wrap up today's show.